Hey, it's Dr. Heidi, your Toxic Relationship Awareness and Healing Specialist, and welcome back to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, Rid Your Life of Toxic People. Thank you for being here today, and I have to do a shout out. Thanks for so many people um, sending me messages on different episodes of the podcast that has helped you or helped you move forward or changed the way you are thinking. Um, sometimes I don't always know which topics to use, so I love hearing back from all of you and getting your feedback um, on the topics and the information that I'm presenting. So please keep that coming. Um, a couple announcements. I know you're all waiting. Registration for the It's Not Normal, It's Toxic conference will be open this week. Um, super excited about that. It's going to be Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday um, in the St. Louis metro area. It is April 5, 6, and 7. So if you are wanting more information or wanting more education on the toxic uh, relationship, the character traits of the toxic person, and understanding why they operate that way, um, if you're wanting more information on um, self-defense and safety, more information on um, if you are one or know someone who has been raised by in a toxic environment. Uh, we have some information on that. I am going to do a class on hoovering, which is um, the tactics the toxic person uses to regain control or suck you back in once you've removed yourself. And that can be days, that can be weeks that could be months after you've been out of the toxic situation that they could instill some of these tactics and suck you back in but i walk you through each and every one of those so you are prepared for them nothing is as scary if you know it's coming um i am doing a class on conversations with a narcissistic and emotional abusive personality and you all know how you start a conversation and an hour and a half later you've done nothing but talk yourself into a big ginormous circle that ended up everything being your fault. So that's another one of the classes I'm teaching at the conference and so it's very very educational. We have some great sponsors this year at the conference who most of them will be present and available for your questions um, in areas concerning the toxic relationship and the removing yourself and healing from toxic relationships. So keep your eye out for that registration page. If you are not on the email list go to my website and get on the email list so when the conference registration announcement comes out, you can be the first to hop on that. The spaces are limited there. Um, again, the, the special is still running on the Freedom Me uh, online coaching program, and I think I did um, an entire episode explaining that. So you can actually just jump back to the Freedom Me online. It's a couple episodes prior to this, and listen to the description and the um, special that is running on that. Let's see. Um, this was a request that came in for a topic, and it was something that I'm surprised I haven't addressed before, but I want to talk today a little bit about the smear campaign. And for those of you who don't know exactly what a smear campaign is, that is, um, it is when a toxic person will spread rumors, um, in order to gather allies and to make their little um, community of believers bigger. And what the smear campaign is geared to do is to devalue your reputation, your integrity, and to make you look like um, you perhaps are the toxic person or the bad person or at fault 
for the stuff that has gone on in the relationship. So what is the purpose of the smear campaign and why would a toxic person instill this? Well, there are actually many purposes and they use it for many different things. Uh, remember, I have said it um, many times, toxic people feel better when other people are struggling. For whatever reason the insecurity is of the toxic person, if they can know that people around them are struggling, they feel better and they feel empowered by that. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you don't understand how it is to think like that, but that's how your your normal toxic person will think. Um, if, if you are hurting or if you are down on yourself or if you feel like there's something wrong, they feel empowered by that. Um, the other thing to remember is toxic people need control, power, attention, and admiration. So a smear campaign gets them control, it gets them power, it gets them attention, and it brings them admiration. So I want to talk a little bit about how they do this and what the process is when they instill a smear campaign on you. If, if you know the feeling um, that I'm talking about, then you've probably seen it a time or two and you've probably seen it, it go through cycles because um, it will rear its head at different cycles during a toxic relationship. And a toxic person uses it very tactfully when they need it to get the upper hand, okay? Um, the smear campaigns that I personally have encountered um, just off the top of my head while I was thinking about doing this podcast, they've almost always been at the unraveling of a toxic relationship, meaning kind of towards the end or once I've removed myself or once I've cut contact or once I've, um, you know, dissolved the friendship. Um, it was when I wanted out or when I stood up for myself. So ultimately when I would exit an unhealthy situation, those are the smear campaigns that I personally remember. So what can you expect out of a smear campaign, okay? Um, you can expect them to say things to others, okay? All others. They have zero boundaries when it comes to making themselves look good. So they will say things to your friends, to your family, to couples that you were friends with. They will talk to coworkers if it's a coworker situation. Um, they will talk to your bosses. I've had um, people whose who've gone through my program whose former toxic person has reached out to their boss to try and make them look bad and jeopardize the integrity of their uh, position at their at their work or at their place of employment now to me that's I mean that is stepping out of bounds because you shouldn't really have any contact with the boss right um, but they have no boundaries they'll talk to your friends and most sadly they will they will talk to your kids and that's the one that is most heartbreaking but what they do is they make you look immoral unethical maybe a little bit crazy maybe out of sorts they'll call you names like you know the famous psycho bipolar you need help you need to see somebody you need a therapist um, all of that um, they want to make you look less than upstanding so they want to break you down in another's eyes because what happens when you're broken down it makes the other person question you and your integrity so if they can get others to question you it makes them look a lot less bad or a lot less toxic or a lot less involved in the blaming of what's gone on in such relationship so why again do they use the smear campaign and why do they get in and talk to other people it's to make them look better period 
They believe, or actually we all believe, there's strength in numbers. So they feel if they can regain some control and some power over you, if they can make you feel like you are completely outnumbered, okay? Um, they also like to gain control by alienation. So if they can take all your support away by convincing your support with their smear campaign, then you are alienated, you are left with no support system, and in their minds, they have won. So they are going to go out and talk to anybody and everybody. Um, a lot of times they'll go talk to the pastor. They'll go try to talk to your therapist. They'll try to talk to your counselor. So just know that when a smear campaign starts, there is zero boundaries on who they're going to talk to. So what else can you expect? You can expect them to convince others that they are a victim of your actions. All they ever did was try to help you. You know, they tried to be there for you. They just tried to love you the best that they could and look at how you treated them. So within the smear campaign, they're going to make sure everyone knows that they are the victim in this situation. You can expect them to twist stories. And what they like to do is they like to take a story and twist it a little bit, maybe omit, omit some facts, leave some stuff out, add a little bit, but there will always be one little grain of truth within the story so that you could never tell them that they are lying. So they'll twist them just enough that it is a total, total fabrication, except one little tiny thing will be the truth, which then makes them out look, excuse me, makes them look like they are telling the truth and you're the one that, that is lying. Because the minute you say, everything about that story is not true, except, and the minute you have to say, except that one little part that is the truth. Well, if there is a part that's true, we as human beings, we're trusting people. If there's a part in there that's true, we're probably not going to trust you. So they put just enough truth in there that you can't defend yourself against the lies. Um, you can expect to, that they will immediately have some new source of attention and admiration. Okay? And um, you know in the beginning when people meet a toxic person, they love them. They're the nicest person in the love bombing stage in the beginning of an intimate relationship or in the I'll do anything for you stage of a friendship. But someone who still sees the good in them, they're going to surround themselves with those type of people for two reasons. They need people around them to admire them because as long as they are being told that they're such a good person and you're such a bad person, then they can continue on with the smear campaign. It keeps them in control. It keeps them in control. They have the power over you. They're getting attention and they're getting admiration from the whole new source of attention people. Everyone admires a toxic person in the beginning. So the first thing they're gonna go out and do is get a new set of friends, get a new job, get a new hobby, get something that makes them feel good about themselves and feeds their need for attention and admiration. It builds a bigger army for them. Little do these people know if they're new in this person's life, you know, they're going to see the true colors eventually. But when they're trying to smear you and trying to make you look bad, they will make themselves look very, very good for this new group of attention seekers or attention givers, I should say. Um, you can probably expect to be discarded. Now, some people have been discarded completely, like just completely cut off, just, just like that, never to be heard from again. 
Um, most toxic people don't do that. They discard you and make you feel discarded, but come back with just enough that you think there might be a little bit of hope that maybe you can stay in contact. So a lot of times they will, they will discard you enough, but will flaunt their, them being the victim in front of you. And the reason they do that is because they're hoping you react. Because if you react, then it validates that you're to blame. See how unrealistic and how outrageous it is? Did you see how they're acting? So that then they can blame you for all the problems that were in the relationship from the beginning. So, um... You probably understand and have been in a situation similar to death, whether it's with friends or family members or, you know, in an intimate type setting, in a work thing, in a work type situation. Uh, Smear campaigns are not discriminatory. They will go in any type of relationship that there is. Um, So what should you do? Should you be encountering or dealing with someone who is getting a smear campaign together against you? This is the hardest part to learn. Defending yourself against a smear campaign is a complete waste of time. It will suck the emotionally the emotional energy straight out of you. Smear campaigns are set up by the toxic people to get a reaction. So don't give it to them. Those who love you know the truth, right? And those So you're not going to need to convince the people that already love you. Those who don't, they don't matter. So you don't need to convince them either. So giving energy to a smear campaign is giving your energy and your attention back to them. They have used up enough of your time and energy. (coughs) Excuse me. So if you have been the victim of a smear campaign or you're anticipating that you're feeling one coming on, This is my recommendation. Do not react. Do not defend yourself. Do not feel the need to explain yourself. Don't respond. Absolutely do not go into negotiations with a toxic person during a smear campaign. You will lose. Do not fight with them and do not contact them. So my recommendations are do not react, do not defend yourself, do not feel the need to explain yourself, do not respond, do not negotiate, do not fight, and do not contact. And above all, do not use social media to try and deflame a smear campaign. It will backfire on you. So things to remember is when you're dealing with a smear campaign or repetitive smear campaigns, you yourself know the truth. And someday you are going to heal and you are going to recover from this toxic relationship. And when you do, the lies and what has been said about you is no longer going to matter. And the truth will come out. Now, some people are going to see the truth and some people won't. But by the time... But by that time, these are probably not going to be your people any longer. So just remember, a smear campaign is 
even though it feels like it's destroying your life, it is really not that big a deal. It is another tactic that the toxic person uses to gain control, to gain power, to gain attention, and to gain admiration. We both know they are not going to take responsibility for anything that happened detrimental in the relationship. They are not going to apologize, and nothing is going to be their fault. So the smear campaign is nothing but just another way that they try to dump the blame on you. And by you not reacting is your complete power when you're dealing with this type of situation. So thanks for being here. Um, I actually have a birthday tomorrow, so I won't be doing a podcast tomorrow. Um, anyway, but I'll be back in a couple days. And again, thank you all for responding. I appreciate the follows and I appreciate so much that you guys are sharing this podcast. The numbers are way beyond what I ever thought um, when I did my first podcast. I didn't even know that people were going to be listening. So thank you all again. And you guys know how to get a hold of me. My website is info. No, my website is coachingwithdrheidi.com. Um, if you want to email in, it's info at coachingwithdrheidi.com. Uh, Facebook is Coaching with Dr. Heidi, and Instagram is Coaching with Dr. Heidi. So there's plenty of ways that you can get a hold of me. Um, there, I do host an online support group for those of you who feel like you could use a community of people that you could talk to and relate to and find others that are in your situation. You can find it on Facebook. It's called Strength Within. Um, you have to ask to join that group, which then I have to approve, approve you. Um, and, and for those of you who are worried, I do screen the people that are coming into that. So Strength Within is very safe. The people that are in that group are super, super, super supportive. And I love being in there and reading people's stories and hearing the encouragement that is coming from the group um, to support everyone in it. So anyway, thanks for being here and I will talk to you soon.